The opinions expressed on the Custody Queen Show are for informational purposes only and are not a substitute for personal professional legal advice. Hi, I'm Kristen Holstrom. And I'm Sam McBride, and we are the Custody Queens. We have a new show that we couldn't be more excited about. If you're going through a custody battle, fighting for your parental rights, or going through a horrible divorce, nothing is off limits on our new show. Thought it was love, had kids in between, you can count on us with the custody queens, yeah, you can count on us with the custody queens. Good morning everybody and welcome back all of our fans and listeners. We have an exciting show today because it is love month. You know, in the spirit of Valentine's Day, which I am not a huge fan of the Hallmark, you know, holidays, but what I use this month is, is an opportunity to spend quality time with my kids. I get them a little love gift and it's just time for the family to take a breath and just spend time with your loved ones and realize how lucky we all are to be in a new year with new challenges and new obstacles, but also new memories. So I am Kristen Holst. And I'm Sam McBride. And we are here with Tammy Martinez. Tammy Martinez is not only one of my best friends, she is also a co-worker of mine for Gasp 20 years. And she is our billing manager at Custody Queens. Hi. (laughs) Nice to meet everybody out there. We'll get more into Tammy's story, what she does for our team, how much she means to Sam and I. But before we get there, we just want to do a little uh, a little new segment we have called Say This, Not That. Yeah, and so Kristen and I kind of thought about doing this segment because I think that there is a lot of repeatable mistakes that parents make and significant others make. So Kristen and I thought this would be a good opportunity to kind of give an example here and there so that everyone knows what we believe is a better way to handle a parenting situation. So um, a good example, let me go ahead and pull one up. A good example of say this, not that would be um, if I was to say, every time Ethan comes home, he stinks. Why don't you make him take a shower? And I would be saying that as a parent to my co-parent. Kristen, what do you think about that? Uh, I first want to just note that this isn't just for people that are going through litigation or through a custody case. This is just communication skills that make you a better communicator in general. And this is something that I truly have to work on every single day because I am a very emotional person. So depending on how someone comes at me is generally I respond with the same manner. So this is something I work on uh, as well. But the way that I would handle that, Sam, is I would I would tell the other parent something like this. Johnny, is there any way you can make sure that little Billy gets bathed tonight so that way he's ready for school tomorrow? That way I am one, making sure that the other parent knows that our child needs to take a shower uh, during his time. And two, I'm not coming at it from a super aggressive approach that is going to invite a combative response. Yeah, I mean, it, it's accusatory versus solution oriented. If you accuse someone of doing something, even if it's true, your instinct is to defend yourself. And so I think you're putting yourself in a situation where you're not really going to resolve conflict. Like I could be late, but if I'm late and you're yelling at me for being late right out of the gate, I'm going to be defensive. Well, this is what happened. Or last time you were late, 
And so I don't think it's a good way to open up. I always say, um, I don't know if I've told you about this, Kristen, but I have something called a hamburger technique. Have I told you about this? No. Okay. So a hamburger, I tell this to my clients and myself, um, but a hamburger is when you're having a conversation with somebody and you say the, the bun is the two good parts and then the meat is the problem, right? So like, um, and, and they're valid parts. It's not supposed to be fake, but like, hey, I, I think we can really work on making a solution with hygiene. You know, I, I'm concerned that this is going on and this is how I can do better. Right. And so if you open up a situation to allow somebody to really understand, like, look, I'm not trying to attack you, but here's a problem. then I think that you're better off in a conversation. Yeah. And we get a lot of people uh, that call us about these issues and just they come up in almost every case we have. And it doesn't take long for me to review a month of text messages uh, to figure out if you're part of the problem or you're part of the solution. And most most people going through litigation are already emotional. They're already, you know, in a volatile space. And so their reaction and that the way that they communicate is usually a little elevated. So. For instance, I'll have a client call me and say, every time our baby comes back from mom, she has a diaper rash. So she's causing the diaper rashes. Sam, what what would be a better way to address that issue than accusing the other parent of being the one that gave the baby a diaper rash? Yeah, I mean, I, I first would maybe take causation out of it. You know, you notice something about your child and you want to reach out and see how both of you can do better. And then you can potentially escalate it from there. But when you go straight for the jugular and you're attacking someone and you're saying something like every single time you're now almost like and and you're likely inflating the situation to say every single time this happens is probably not accurate so you're then kind of needing to take some accountability on your side for being too harsh and and you got to act to get the consequence you want right so if you're just telling someone hey you know you're doing this wrong be better how is that other person going to perceive that they're going to spend all day thinking that you're a jerk and thinking and having shower conversations with themselves about what they want to say back to you or what they really think about you it's not productive yeah, if you just want to make someone mad, that's the easiest way to do it is send them a text and be accusatory and blame them. If you actually want to solve the problem with the hygiene or the diaper rashes or making sure that the clothes are exchanged, then come from the the perspective of this is what we can do better. I noticed that this happened. For instance, if your child comes back and has a bruise and, and you don't know where it came from, instead of saying, Little Billy came back with a bruise. I know you're hitting him. Okay, how about you come from the approach? I noticed a bruise on Billy's arm. Do you know how this happened? Do you see the difference? You're you're, you're inviting a response and you're co-parenting at the same time. And hopefully, you know, Billy just fell and, you know, like a lot of little kids do and has a bruise. Yeah, and you know, if if you spend all your time attacking the other parent, they're not ever going to be honest with you either. You know, not for nothing. If if you think you're going to get abu- accused of child abuse every time that your your child, you know, falls off a bike and has a bruise, it's going to shut down your communication and your line of communication. Yeah. So that's just a little tip that we wanted to, you know, get out there. And again, this happened. This is real life stuff. 
guys, this is something you should do when you're having a conversation with anyone. And I've learned a lot over this last year through the pandemic and all of the changes and all of the challenges. I have learned to try to provide solutions rather than fixating on problems. You know, so if I notice that I have an employee that's 15 minutes late every day, and you know, I know that traffic happens, I know that there's a lot of unknown circumstances that may cause that employee to be late, but instead of me going to them and saying, I notice every single day you're late 15 minutes, we're gonna go ahead and write you up. What does that do? That does nothing except create a conflict in our relationship with me and the employee. So what a better approach for me is, hey, I noticed that you're coming in about 15 minutes later than your start time. Is there is there some sort of circumstance that I'm unaware of? Because sometimes employees need to drop their kids off at school or daycare. How about we move your start time back 15 minutes? Okay, now we all know that that may fix the problem for that person. And some people just have a pattern of being 15 minutes late. So we can't, we can't fix all the problems, but that's what I've learned as a person, as a mother, as a professional, is that I'm really trying to get past my emotional responses and actually try to be part of the solution in all aspects of my life. All right, now Tammy, I love that I love that we have Tammy here. You know, anyone who's been our client or been part of our CQ team, you know, everybody loves Tammy. And and the ironic thing is that Tammy is our billing manager. So Tammy is the one that works with our clients on making sure that their bills are paid, making sure that we're on a plan that is appropriate for the client and for us as attorneys. So I don't know how many people can ask for money and still be loved by almost everybody. She does a good job. Thank you. So Tammy, tell our listeners a little bit about who you are and how you joined us. Well, my name is Tammy Martinez. I'm a single mother of four children. I actually started with the company 20 years ago, right at the beginning of my first divorce, and my sister was an attorney there. I had been a stay-at-home mom for about three years and decided to get back into the working force. I started out as a receptionist with the firm, and then I slowly moved my way up, and now I'm the billing manager. So just to age us a little bit, I graduated college in 2003, and I had always worked for, you know, my dad, divorce authority, Dane Holstrom. I had always, you know, worked for him on breaks and summers and all that. And so I had just graduated, moved home from Florida, and I was starting law school the following semester. So I actually took Tammy's place as the receptionist because we didn't have anyone at the time. And I that would be almost 20 years ago. That's actually 19 years to be exact. So that's how long Tammy and I have been friends. Yeah, and I will say this about Tammy, and Kristen is absolutely right. Everyone that knows Tammy loves Tammy. Tammy has gone through a lot, and she shows up, and I always kind of check my attitude at the door when I see Tammy because Tammy's always getting through it. (laughs) She's always getting through it. She always has a smile on her face. She's walking around. She's getting stuff done, and it's a really admirable quality. Thank you. I appreciate that. So, Tammy, tell our listeners what it's been like going through, you know, post-divorce, going through the emotions, being a single parent. Kind of tell us, tell our listeners, you know, who you are. Well, I will say that I'm a very positive person. I choose to always look at the brighter side of things. I'm kind of the believer in things happen for a reason, even if I may not understand that reason. Um, I come from a really large family, and I think that kind of is where I get my positivity because I have so many people to lean on and I'm not a big fan of 
blood is family. It's the people that, to me, are there through the good, the bad, the ugly, the fun, everything. And so as I started my journey with this company and met Kristen and then slowly, you know, in God Choose to Sam, they have both been to, through two of my journeys, which has made my life better because it gave me a different perspective on how others see me and how I was seeing myself. So working mom, um, my kids are my whole life. I love them with every ounce of me. They're my greatest accomplishment. But I will tell you that being a single mom is hard. There are days when I think I'm not doing the greatest job. And then there's days when I think I'm killing it. Um, but it, every day that I you know, go to sleep at night, I just thank God I got one more day to go and hopefully it'll be better. So do you just take it one day at a time? What's your secret? I take it one minute at a time. <laughs> I, with a large family, you just never know what's gonna happen. So based on my life, I take it one minute at a time and I'm more positive, I think, with other people's situations um, so that I probably look like I got it all together. But I don't like anybody else. I just, I like to keep that part of me separate so that I don't bring anyone down. I'm more of an upper. And that is entirely true about Tammy. I, Tammy and I have pretty much grown up together if you look at, you know, the last 19, 20 years. And the last year and a half, I know that Tammy has been through probably one of the worst years in her life, yet she still has the ability to be a parent, to look on the bright side. I mean, we're talking about someone that has gone through a divorce, has, you know, the other parent who is completely non-existent in the relationship by his choice. And so she has taken on the role of both mom and dad. Uh, she has, you know, one child that is in the Navy. You know, he's obviously an adult, but that's a huge transition for, you know, a mom having all four <laughs> babies at home. And I am so proud of Philip. He is doing his thing in Virginia. And, you know, Tammy lost her dad this last, you know, year. And when I look at her and I look at her strength, it too reminds me that this too shall pass, tomorrow will be a better day. And I always tell Tammy that when I look at her and I see her strength, it's incredible. And that's something I like to do with my clients is I want them to see themselves in a more positive light. You know, the divorce doesn't define you. The custody case doesn't define you. Yeah, and I, I think it's really important too, like. Tammy was saying, take it one minute at a time, one second at a time. It's important to understand that when you're going through a divorce or you're going through a custody case, you know, your world can come shattering down, but there's still things you can do throughout the day to positively progress. And it may seem like they're small things like making your bed, taking a shower, taking care of yourself, getting up, getting to work. And those may each in and of themselves seem like not big things, but before you know it, you'll start to get yourself back on track and back to a new normal. I mean, your your divorce case or your custody case could linger on for a really long time. And so you have to be prepared for that. And sometimes I find that if you look at the whole situation, everything that's going wrong, the places that you need to be all at once, it can consume you. And so you, you really gotta take it one step at a time. And I think that you're a good example of that. Yeah, I actually yeah. followed Tammy's lead on that. You know, it's it's funny when anyone asks me, what what do you have going on on, on March 4th? And I just look and first look for my assistant to tell me. And then they go, you don't know your calendar? I said, I, I don't look too far out on my calendar because it gives me really bad anxiety. 
you know, because if you looked at any given day, it's like this child has to be there. There's a parent teacher conference. Oh, I'm in court. How do I get Riley to soccer? How do I get Brody to this? And it's very overwhelming. And when you add going through a court process on top of what we all do every day, it is very overwhelming. So outside of my trial dates or my court hearings, uh, I am kind of like, well, someone will tell me what I need to do. <laughs> and it's, you know, um, it's just, it's it's been a rough, I think it's been a rough, you know, journey for all of us, but we have to keep doing things that allow us for personal growth. Well, and I, I would challenge everyone out there. I, I've challenged myself to do this because we all kind of start wheeling and, and kind of overanalyzing situations. I would challenge you and, and everyone, I, I do it for myself and it's helpful to say to yourself, like, how can I help my thought right now? If I can't help it right now, then this is a waste of my time. I can't worry about the trial that's six months down the line right now because it's gonna distract from what I need to do today. So the more we can push kind of away from the idea that we can handle it all in our head all at one time, I think the better. And it's helped me provide a little bit of clarity because I, if, if you know me, you know I will get trapped in going, I have this next week, this Tuesday, this Wednesday, this Thursday, I can never do it all. And then it comes and goes and we handle it and we do it, you know, and, I, and I'm not doing more than the person sitting next to me at all. We're all going through a lot. We all have a hundred things to juggle. I don't have children. So, I mean, I, I look at Kristen and I look at Tammy and I don't know how they get that done. Right. I'm like, I brushed my teeth today. I'm winning, <laughs> you know, and I'm thinking I, I could never handle the additional hours. But, you know, you just do. And so I, I admire you both for that. I think that that's incredible. But I, I do think we all need to slow down. It's one of, for me, I like. I need to slow down, right, and, and take smaller steps. So maybe your marriage didn't go as planned, or maybe you didn't pick the best partner to have a child with. Or could it just be baby mama drama? Well, no matter what the situation is, we can help. We are the Custody Queens, and you can call us at 1-800-419-7772. That's 1-800-419-7772. One of the things that Sam and I do when we hire people for our team or we pick, you know, the right person for the right job is we want to make sure that that person is going to truly evidence our mission statement right. and what we're here for. We are not, you know, a one size mass law firm that, you know, turn and burn. We can do everybody's case. We we try to have an attorney that is the right fit for every case and every budget. But we also want an attorney who knows knows that client, knows what their kids' names are, knows how to educate that client and how to move forward. It, there are so many attorneys out there that will take your money, probably do a decent job at court, but I guarantee you, they they will not pick up your phone on a Saturday. They probably don't care what your kids' names are. And from every position in our office, from Sam and I, to our associates, to our other senior litigators, to our front desk, to our billing manager, I want someone who is empathetic, understanding, uh, communicates well, and can really create a relationship with our client. And Tammy does an incredible job with that, being our billing manager. What does that mean, Tammy, being our billing manager? Well, to be honest, what you just said, it's exactly how I feel. When I meet these clients for the first time and I have to call them and they've just retained and I obviously am a little more empathetic because I've actually gone through it. So I kind of understand what it's like, but they've already built a relationship with you as attorneys. And so I want them to have the same type of relationship with billing. 
there are going to be things that happen and they may be great payers or right now they have a lot of money or they don't but things turn around life changes up and down so i kind of treat the billing like that i want to know you i want to understand your situation and each person's different and that's how i treat them when it comes to the billing they're not just somebody they're the somebody that makes sure that we are still working and I want to treat them the same way that I would want to be treated if it was me on the other end of the phone. So I try to make it a little more personal, which kind of probably seems a little weird for most people, but I don't want it to be as I'm a collector. I want it to be that I'm just, we're getting things done kind of person. It's like she's another team member. You know, our, our team is we have Sam, myself, or whoever your attorney is. They're generally a case manager. There might be a paralegal and Tammy and her team because she does manage a few people, they are part of our team. And right. something I try to do as an attorney, and a lot of attorneys have problems with talking about money with their clients. And I look at it completely the opposite. I wanna know what my client's financial situation is. I wanna know if we're focusing on something that's the most important aspect, I wanna know what that person's priority is, right? So then I can focus on the strategy of the case and how to use that client's money in the best way. But I wanna know if you got COVID. I, I'm human, I'm very empathetic, we will work with you. I, you know, I can't stress enough how important each team member is to the whole Custody Queens team. Yeah, and also, you know, there's a lot of law firms out there that aren't gonna, they don't wanna talk about money with you. They don't wanna talk about some of the harder issues, but you have to navigate each case and each family's life from, and look at it from a holistic point of view. There is a financial aspect of it, not just from your attorney fees. Where are you going to live when you're splitting a house? Are you going to move into a new house? Who's gonna pay your bills? Who's gonna pay the cell phone? Who's gonna make sure the children don't have to go without, right? And so there are these hard and difficult questions and everyone can kind of sweep them under the rug, but they're just gonna create bigger issues. So it's important for us to understand where you're at and what we can do effectively. And like Kristen said, when she's talking about like, what are we prioritizing? There are certain things in every case that can be solved by settlement or by staying out of court. And there are other things that just simply can't. And there are extreme situations, there are abuse situations, there are high conflict situations that require us to go into court or to handle things. And we wanna know all those aspects. We don't want you to be going through any part of it alone. And to feed on those two things, I think that's why we work all so well together because with you guys being so communicative with our team, it helps us understand where the clients are at also. So when we first make that initial call, we've got a background of where this client is because we communicate it. And then we know, you know, be a little sensitive on this area or, you know, be a little sterner and it helps. It makes it an easier transition for them to talk to us. Yeah, I, I, I don't know that I've ever had a client that didn't like Tammy. <laughs> uh, and I, I say that because it's ironic, just, you know, usually we don't like people that are calling and asking for our credit card number. Uh, but she just handles it in a way. And I, Tammy will often tell me facts that, you know, I may have not talked to my client in a few weeks because we don't have anything on calendar. And she might come to me and say, hey, did you know such and such? So we really all are a big team. and. I couldn't ask for a better billing manager, not even just as a billing manager, as a human being. And she really is just a picture of positivity and someone I know personally has gone through so many life challenges and still come out on the other side. Thank you, that was very nice. <laughs>
We know divorce can be difficult and scary when it comes to the custody of your children. I'm Kristen Holstrop. And I'm Sam McBride. And we are the Custody Queens. We are family law attorneys here in Southern California and are committed to compassionate and aggressive representation. With custom case strategies, we can achieve the best outcome for your case. So call us and tell us how the Custody Queens can help you. Call us at 1-800-419-7772. That's 1-800-419-7772. So Tammy, one of uh, an issue that we've been dealing with in custody quite a bit, and I'm gonna switch from the billing manager hat to the co-parenting hat. You know, your co-parenter hasn't really been in the picture, so it's kind of all been put on you. But are there any issues over the last couple of years that you've kind of had to question yourself as a mom? You know, how do I do this? How do I make sure I get the best results for my child? Kind of walk us through any things that have happened that you've learned from. Well, I think the most I've learned from as being a mom and a dad is that I'm not going to be a friend. I'm a parent. I will be their friend later in life when they become a parent and they understand all the hard things I've had them to deal with. But I think having a child with, um, I guess, a medical condition and not having the other parent there and having to take it all on, and that's probably one of the scariest things as a parent you go through is you, your kid's sick and you can't fix it. You're, I'm not a doctor, I can't change the facts. And not having that extra someone to kind of put it on for five minutes so you can just catch your breath so your kid doesn't see that you're freaking out inside. Um, so I've learned to, I guess, co-parent with my children. We are a team. And with having four and two older and two younger, it kind of helps because the older ones pick up the slack when mom's having a moment and we kind of all talk things through together and we suggest things together and then as a family we make the decision what's best for all of us because at the end of the day it's going to affect all of us and I kind of like that because I'm hoping the things that I'm learning from them and that they learn from me they'll take off you know with their families one day and the things that my parents taught me I'm hoping I'm instilling in them. Yeah, well, and we, yeah. we all hope our kids kind of take the best of us the best things we do as parents and then you know <laughs> Our, our mistakes, Forget they, those. They, yeah. can, they can make their own mistakes, you right. know? I always say that out of all the things I'm screwing up with my children, when I see, you know, one of my kids just be a really good human, I remind myself that I'm doing an okay job in that area too. But Tammy, has any of your children kind of gone through anything that, you know, you've had to learn through the process as well? Yes, so I am a mother of at one time three girls and one son and right at the beginning of COVID my child Hayden decided well didn't decide came about to tell me that he wanted to transition and become a he and most parents probably would have freaked out maybe not sure what to say I was really surprised that my child was scared to tell me at first because I felt like did I not let my child know that no matter what I love you and then when he told me and he saw my reaction, he was just like, whew, can't believe you don't care. And it's like, it's not that I don't care. I love you. You can be anything. I'm still gonna love you. And the way my children embraced it and my entire family and friends, because I did reach out to my friends, like I'm already online searching up, you know, all the sites and how can I do this good and say the right things and the right words. And I had never felt so much love and connection that I was so proud as a mom. I felt like I'm doing something right because it never changed our family unit. All it did was give us more insight to new things. 
Yeah, and, and this is an issue that's coming up in some of our custody cases right now or, or divorces. And what I can say is I could only hope that I would have handled it with such grace, you know, as Tammy did. Because when she called me and told me, I, I even had to take a deep breath. And then, you know, we together, we reminded uh, each other that, you know, he is Hayden. And that doesn't change. And my children, you know, embraced it. And uh, we love the person. So I can only hope that as a parent, I would handle that situation with as much grace as Tammy did. So maybe your marriage didn't go as planned, or maybe you didn't pick the best partner to have a child with. Or could it just be baby mama drama? Well, no matter what the situation is, we can help. We are the Custody Queens, and you can call us at 1-800-419-7772. That's 1-800-419-7772. This episode just went way too fast. As always. <laughs> I think we'll have to have Tammy on for a part two to get more in depth of how we learn from our children. I think we learn more from our children than I teach my children. I, I firmly believe that. I learn things from my children about me as a mother, about me as you know an attorney, and things that I am really good at, and things that you know I probably need another year of therapy to work on. So that's just a whole another segment on on what our parents teach us. But I want to thank Tammy for joining us today as one of our custody queen's best friends, as a client, and as our billing manager. But most of all, our friend and a good friend at that. Thank you guys for having me. So when you're calling 1-800-419-7772 to have a consult with us or to have a case assessment regarding strategy, you will be connected to Tammy as well. Remember, that's 1-800-419-7772. And make sure you follow us on Instagram for all of our giveaways. And as always, make sure you tune in every Saturday at 8.30 a.m. on Go Country 105. And remember, let, let love rule. rule. Thought it was love, had kids in between. You can count on us with the custody queens. Yeah, you can count on us with the custody queens. The opinions expressed on the Custody Queen Show are for informational purposes only and are not a substitute for personal, professional, legal advice. The persons discussed are fictional and not based on actual clients.